Welcome back to the podcast. So stoked you're tuning in today. This is episode 54 of the Travel and Adventure Photography School podcast. I'm your host, Robert Massey. Thank you for being here. This podcast is part of the educational arm of my adventure photography business, Robert Massey Photography. We create images of people in the outdoors doing what they love. Check out our brand new website, also where the show notes are now being hosted, at robertmasseyphotography.ca, and you can follow along on our adventures on Instagram at robertmasseyphotography. All right, let's get on with the show. These past few days in Calgary have been bitterly cold. It was minus 30 with the wind chill here this weekend and colder in other parts of the province. But the bitter cold also creates some of the most fantastic picture opportunities. Rivers get that steam and ice fog over top of them. Snow falls in giant, giant droplets, making everything look like we're inside of a snow globe and the air just has this shimmering quality to it. I honestly have no idea why it has that shimmering quality, but I always just put it down to there being more ice crystals in the air, and honestly, it is beautiful and fantastic and majestic. Now, when the snow first started falling last week, I was out for a walk with my wife. We'd been off somewhere else, and all I had with me was my iPhone. But the world was gorgeous. We were literally walking around in a snow globe, no one else was around us, just these huge droplets. I I had to try and capture some photos of it. So... Out came the phone, and I was snapping away, in spurts, anyway. I didn't bring touchscreen gloves with me, and I had to keep tucking my hands away to prevent frostbite, because I think it was about minus 25 with the wind chill. And really, I just wanted to keep shooting, but I had no choice when my hands started going like pinky red purple. It was like, yep, time to hide away again, because I'd rather not lose my fingers. And that experience got me to think about the things I usually tuck away in my pockets when I'm headed out to shoot in the snow with just my phone. And all the challenges that winter photography presents when you're doing it on your phone. So today, I thought we would talk about eight ways you can improve your winter phone photography so that you can get your best photos no matter what the weather is going on. All right, so let's start with a pretty necessary one. Touchscreen gloves. These are pretty obvious. Like they're an absolute necessity if you're going to be shooting on your phone in the winter. Now, you don't want to do what I had to do last week when I was shooting without gloves on in minus 25 degree blowing snow. My hands froze quickly because I was trying to use the touchscreen. Now, one of the keys to this is to look for touchscreen gloves that are water and wind resistant so they don't freeze and get cold when the snow is falling or if you have to reach down and grab something from the ground or anything like that. Get ones that are resistant to everything and aren't just like fleece. And make sure you also get gloves for different temperatures. Now this is that you don't need to pull your hand out of a bigger warmer mitt to shoot with the touchscreen gloves on. They're a bit more expensive, but you can get big, huge, warm, comfy mitts that have touchscreen capabilities on them and they are so well worth it if you're gonna be shooting with anything with a touchscreen in the winter. And I know a lot of people who use those gloves that expose your fingertips to do things. Like I know a lot who shoot with gloves like that. And I know a lot who use their phone to do phone photography. And it's like, it's just the tip of your finger and that's fine. But yeah, I would avoid them if you can. These types of gloves don't really solve the problem of shooting in frigid temperatures and saving yourself from the cold and from frostbite. Now, when those type of gloves were created, we didn't really have another choice. We needed to be able to access our fingers to be able to do things. But honestly, touchscreen gloves work amazingly today. So just avoid exposing any skin if you can. You will stay way more comfortable and you will really reduce that risk of frostbite. 
And to get gloves that work great consistently, you may have to spend a bit more money, but it is honestly worth it. All right, moving on to thing number two on our list, a microfiber towel. I keep a tiny ultra lightweight towel in most of my camera kits. Now, the tiny ones I use are about the size of a face cloth, maybe a little bit bigger when they open up, but folded down, they're just the length of a camera battery and they're about half the width of a normal camera battery. So they're super tiny and super lightweight, but they work perfectly for wiping up any extra moisture or wiping down your phone really quickly if it falls in the snow. Now, thankfully, I'm honestly not too concerned about shooting and falling snow with my iPhone as it is water resistant as are many flagship phones today. So I don't always wipe the phone down as I'm shooting. I do if a lot of snow has fallen on it though, but if your phone isn't water resistant, a microfiber towel is a necessity. It's a nice thing to have around if you have a water resistant phone, but it's a necessity if you don't. You really don't want snow sitting on your phone for long, so wipe it up quickly. Now in really bad precipitation, I've actually used a towel like the cloths on the old plate cameras and covered up my head and the phone with the towel and just had the lenses exposed and kind of ducked in behind it. This works really great to save your phone in a torrential downpour when you need to be shooting. Now, this actually happened while I was shooting on an iPhone 4 during a flash flood in High River, Alberta. It was a sudden downpour. I didn't have any of my camera gear with me. It was trapped behind a wall of water. So I went around town doing my job as a photojournalist with an iPhone 4 and a towel from my hockey bag because that's what I had on hand. So keeping a little microfiber towel in your kit can really help you do a ton of different types of photography no matter what the weather. And it could possibly save you from needing to buy a new phone. All right, tip number three, reusable hand warmers. I own about 15 reusable hand warmers because of how handy they are. Sorry about the pun. They are just like the disposable ones, but instead of creating a ton of garbage and throwing them out afterwards, you can just keep reusing them. Now I own both battery operated hand warmers and chemical ones. Now in any wet conditions, I prefer the chemical ones over the electric ones because there's no risk of frying them or accidentally electrocuting myself. I take these whenever I'm headed out because firstly, they're great for keeping your hands warm, making it easier to shoot and keeping you out longer. And secondly, to keep my phone warm so that it doesn't freeze and have the battery die or just plainly stop working on me. So crack a couple of these, keep them in your gloves or in your pockets to keep your hands warm, and then maybe crack another one and wrap it up and tuck it in the pocket where you keep your phone. Now just make sure that you don't let the warmer touch your phone directly because that could cause some serious damage. They do get very, very hot but wrapping one up should protect the phone well enough and keep it nice and happy and warm so that the battery keeps going for as long as you're gonna be out there shooting. All right, going on to tip number four, external filters. Now, I currently use the Life Chaser Pro filter series from Polar Pro for my iPhone filters. They are a spectacular system for adding different creative effects to your photographs. In particular, I use their circular polarizer quite frequently to reduce reflections and just add a pop of blue to the sky and help saturate colors more in my iPhone images. Now, this is excellent in the winter because any little pop of color will really stand out against the white and gray of the rest of the scene, which just adds an extra really interesting element to your photo. I also really love the variable neutral density filter that Polar Pro has. These let me reduce the shutter speed, which can cause the snow to fly by in a blur, creating a really cool and interesting effect on the image. Now, even if it's not a torrential snowfall, you can make it look like it's a torrential snowfall just by having that shutter drag open a little bit more, and a variable ND will help you do that. 
And just like normal camera filters, not all external filters are built equal for phones. In fact, I find 95% of filters built for phones are horrible and they cause terrible color cast and they don't work well and they add vignetting and just they don't work. Polar Pro, on the other hand, I love. They don't have a color cast to them. They are built spectacularly well and they are super sturdy and just beautiful and easy to use. Plus, their customer service is spectacular. They have a brass ring around the edge of the filter, and I have dropped them so many times because of my clumsy fingers, and nothing's scratched, nothing is broken, just they work perfectly. So if you're looking for excellent filters for your phone, your drone, or your camera, go and check out Polar Pro. And this is not sponsored. I just really do appreciate how well they build their stuff. All right, let's jump forward and go on to tip number five. You gotta watch your battery. Winter will kill your phone battery so, 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 so quickly. Now, this is true for all batteries, but I find phones in particular are susceptible to this as they don't have the same level of shielding around them that camera batteries do. And you can't just pop in a new battery while you're out shooting like you can on your camera. I carry four or five batteries with me when it's cold out and keep them somewhere warm and just change them out as need be. You can't do that on your phone. So watch the usage, and when you're not shooting, put that phone away in a warm pocket close to your body heat. I keep mine in a breast pocket that is tucked right up against my chest on the inside of my coat behind layers of 850 filled down. It it stays super warm, and I have no problems with it getting cold. Now, there are also a couple of things I do to really help out with this. Firstly, I carry an external battery pack around that is kept somewhere warm to be able to recharge the phone if something does happen. And secondly, I have a specific case for frigid days when I know I won't be needing to use filters because Polar Pro requires you to use a certain case with their filters. Now, the case I got is specifically built for extreme temperatures. And I got it because of something that happened around this time last year with my old phone. I actually totally killed it by freezing it. The phone was inside a fuzzy pocket on my pants while I was out hiking. The pocket got a little wet and the wind on the pocket caused that moisture to condense on the phone and freeze it. I literally had to chip a layer of ice off the screen and off the case when I was done. The phone was actually frozen in a block of ice. Now, when I got my phone to fire back up again, the battery was basically dead. The screen had some really funky things going on. Like it, it was killed. So when I got my new phone about a week later, I went looking for a case that can help regulate temperatures on the phone even just a little bit, as every little bit helps in extreme weather situations. And I bought one with a thermal lining that helps keep the phone warmer in extreme colds and cooler in extreme hots, and it's made a world of difference so far. The case is made by Lander, and I picked it up at an Apple store. I have no idea if they make these for anything except iPhones. Okay, let's get on to a few shooting tips for you now. So, Tip number six, focus on your composition. When it gets freezing outside and I'm shooting on my phone, I almost always switch to full auto. Now, this sounds super strange from someone who talks a lot about taking full creative control, but hear me out. When it's cold and the snow is falling, you have a limited amount of time to be in one location before you need to start moving. This isn't because of some preconceived time limit. This is literally you need to keep moving when it's cold. And to be fussing with your phone using its battery and possibly missing out on great scenes in that limited time just isn't worth it. Unless you have a specific creative need, just forego choosing the settings and focus solely on the composition. This opens you up to shoot freely and just worry about staying warm. Now, I partially say this in the winter because it can be hard to change settings with touchscreen gloves on as well. Many of those apps are made with fine controls and some touchscreen gloves are just too bulky to make some of those changes. 
And then you're getting into taking your gloves off and your hands are freezing or you're fighting with the settings in your gloves and just all in all, it's not worth it. So just focus on composing great scenes and you will get fantastic photos anyway, regardless of the settings you are using. In really nice weather conditions, definitely take full control of your phone. But when it is frigid outside, just focus on that composition and focus on creating some spectacular photos without freezing yourself. All right, moving on to tip number seven, use pops of color. I talked about these in tip number four a little bit, and they are a fantastic compositional tool at any time of year, but in the winter, they can be particularly effective. Most of the time, winter scenes are gray, white, and muted, so having one pop of color can really draw your viewer into the image. For example, Calgary has a bridge called the Peace Bridge that goes over the Bow River. It's basically a long red tube that is surrounded by blue water and green trees and all sorts of beautiful colors in the summer, spring, and fall. It's beautiful, but it doesn't pop against the scene. In winter, all those colors are gone. The Peace Bridge area is mostly white and gray and other muted colors, leaving the bridge as a bright red pop of color against everything else. And it really stands out, especially against fresh white snow and the dark blues of blue hour, that bright red of the bridge just pops. So try putting your subject in a bright color that will pop against the whites and grays of winter, or just look for bright places to place your subject where they will just pop out against all those muted tones of winter. All right, moving on to our final tip, tip number eight, make use of the fact that your phone is tiny. Winter is a brilliant time for street photography. Most people have their heads down, bustling along to get back inside and out of the cold, and those same people likely won't notice a person standing around on their phone, especially versus someone with a big camera out in the cold. Use that to your advantage, the fact that people won't necessarily notice you are taking photos. And winter has so many interesting compositional elements. There's more lights out, there's the snow falling, there's just a lot of different things you can use when people are bustling through scenes. And because it's winter, people are bundled, meaning you don't really need to worry about identifying features. So no real worries about privacy laws here either. This is just a great time to get out and practice doing some street photography and create some really cool photos of people in your town and in your area. One other thing you can do because your phone is so tiny is try slipping it into tiny cracks or other type places to get unique angles. Think places where you normally can't get your big camera with the lens on it and everything else. Now, you may have to use the timer function on your phone to be able to shoot. I've done that, dangling the phone off of a lanyard attached to the case and letting it hang to take photos in a tight space where my hand wouldn't fit in to press the shutter. So get creative with it. And just try getting your phone into spots that you don't think your camera normally would or you wouldn't necessarily even think to put your camera. All right, and that's it. Those are my eight pieces of advice for getting the most out of winter photography on your phone. If you liked this episode, or if you didn't, let me know. I love to hear what people think of the podcast, so drop me a line on Instagram at Photography and at Travel Adventure Photo School. And while you are there, let me know what you want to hear about next. This show is made for you. I would love to hear what you need to learn about, and I will see if I can make a podcast episode about it. All right, you can find the whole show notes for this episode online at rarmasseyphotography.ca slash show notes. And now I'm going to bundle back up and get back outside because winter is beautiful. The snow is falling and there's very few people outdoors today because I believe it is minus 30. So I'm going to go see what that's like and be outside. All right, let's adventure. Bye for now.